0: Car Radio, you're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Great to have you with us for the next two hours for the best radio program, car radio program in all of Michigan. I am broadcasting today from northern Michigan, uh, Charlevoix area, about halfway to Copper Harbor up in the Upper Peninsula, where I'm going to uh, be tomorrow for the Backyard Overland Tour be, uh, driving around uh, the uh, the uh, the Upper Peninsula with a bunch of Jeep uh, folks out in the wilderness, uh, all leading up to Detroit Four Fest, which is coming uh, next weekend. We're going to be talking to Tom Zelinsky, uh, who's the CEO of that event, a little bit later in this uh, program. Um, and uh, and I'm also just back from. Uh, the southernmost southern peninsula of the United States, uh, Florida, I was down at Daytona uh, last week checking out uh, the latest collaboration between Team Penske and Team Porsche. Uh, these two superpowers are getting together. They're competing with the Porsche 963, ultimately with the goal of winning Le Mans next year, but they are going to... Uh, uh, take on the 24 Hours of Daytona early next year. Um, uh, fascinating story. Uh, I wrote about uh, their first test at Daytona last week. Uh, you can check that out in the Detroit News this week. So lots, lots going on all over this country, but uh, most immediately, uh, next week, uh, Wednesday, we are going to get a look at the first. Uh, the, get the first look at the seventh generation Ford Mustang, And uh, we're all very excited about that. It's uh, sure to be uh, the big headliner of the Detroit Auto Show, which is coming next week, Uh, finally returning to Huntington Place, formerly Cobo Hall, after about three years. So a lot of excitement uh, going on downtown. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about that uh, during the show today. Uh, As always, give us a call here, 313-778-7600. If you want to join the conversation, you can find us on iHeart. Uh, radio as well as nine ten a.m. and uh, then if you if, if you can't make the whole broadcast today, a reminder that we go to podcast next week, so you can always find this uh, find these uh, episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, your favorite uh, podcast channel. But we want to lead off here with uh, Ted Ryan, good friend of the program. He is the uh, brand manager for Fort Archives. Uh, well, I should say for the Fort Archives and Heritage brand manager. Um, and uh, been on on the program a lot with us, but uh, we're we're really happy to have him on today because we're going to talk about the next-gen Mustang. Ted, how are you? I'm doing great, Henry. It's good to see you this week as well. Yeah, yeah, and we can't tell people about that, can we, Ted? You and I were were sneaking around the back halls of of, uh, your archives there at uh, Henry Ford, and uh, I got to look at the uh, new seventh generation Mustang. People are not going to be disappointed uh, in this car. We're all very excited about it. We all know it's got a V8. We've heard that. Uh, we've heard uh, a little snippet of that, and uh, we've heard Jim Farley talk about it uh, a little bit. But uh, but I but uh, Ted, I want you know it always gives us a moment here when we get a, a new a new Mustang uh, to talk about the history of this vehicle and that's your meat and potatoes is history. And there's something bigger here than just a car. Um, the Ford Mustang is a much bigger part of American culture, isn't it? Isn't it than just being a sports car?
1: It is. It is. And, and uh, I love the origin story of the Mustang and the way that the Mustang has impacted American culture and, and uh, uh, in, in some ways influenced it. And, uh, the origins of the Mustang go back to Ford uh, doing excellent marketing research <laughs> on the heels of having done horrible marketing research, which brought us the Edsel. Uh, we, we learned from our mistakes, and we knew that a new generation was coming of age, and the baby boomers. Uh, you know, and and if you look at what they did to American history, they wanted their own music and they wanted their own style. You got Bell Bottoms, you got the Beatles. And Ford produced a car that was the perfect car for that coming-of-age generation, and that was the, uh, the Mustang. Uh, uh, I showed Henry a document in the, library, or in the archives this week, and we projected 75,000 units would be sold the first year. Well, guess what, guys? We sold 475,000 because the design was so spectacular, and it was exactly what people were looking for at that moment
0: in time. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's, it really is a wild story, and uh, you know you, you, you bring you bring together a lot of intersections there, Ted. Uh, that are going on in the 60s, but today, um, you know, uh, the idea of a, of a manufacturer being off by 400,000 units in a uh, uh, sales projection is unheard of. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's something bigger at play here back in the 60s. What, what's going on? Um, that, that led Ford to, to produce a car like this. Not only produce, uh, 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 you know, create a new segment, but also a sports car that would sell 400,000 copies. I mean, it's, it, it was a different time, wasn't it? It
1: was. And, and what our market research showed us there, there's a great speech that I love to crib from at the time from 1965 that says a market looking for a car, and that's exactly what was happening. The, uh, the baby boomers were coming of age. You had more two-income families with women entering the workforce. You had higher-educated uh, everybody uh, going off of the GI Bill and you know, more college graduates. You had, and, and one of the things that's done me is we went from five thousand families in the United States that had two cars in the mid '50s to 13, I'm sorry, five million families. To 13 million families just in the course of eight years. So more people are buying two cars, uh, double income, and uh, with the Mustang, we introduced a low cost vehicle. That's the other thing too. Most people don't think about it like that. It cost 2,368 dollars, which, if you put that in an inflation calculator, was just about 20 grand. So it was an entry level car. Now you could put, you could get whitewalls and radios and V8s and. Uh, you know, you could accessorize it, and suddenly you're up closer to 3,000. But still, the, the entry-level model was an affordable car. The other thing too is, uh, while Carroll Shelby derisively called it the Secretary's car, well, it was. It sold 43% of all the Mustangs the first year was sold to women. You know, it was a car that appealed to both sexes, and everybody fell in love with the sleek and sporty
0: design. Yeah, and and uh, in the nineteen sixties well, and obviously Ford knows a little something about, uh, about producing affordable cars that sell well. I mean, that's what launched the uh, company uh, with the Model T uh, a century ago. Uh, it, it's, it's it's very good at uh, figuring out that market. But in the in the sixties also, you have a lot of icons uh, that get created. I mean, the Porsche nine eleven. Uh, uh, becomes this icon that, that endures to, the day, to today the Ford Bronco um, uh, that you guys have uh, re-energized here in the last uh, few years. Um, and, and, and these days, we all seem to, to look back at the 1960s. Uh, Dodge just, um, just uh, brought back a design from the late 1960s and introducing its, its first uh, Charger electric car. Um, I mean, there's also just a, 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 an extraordinary moment there in, in style uh, going on that's it's creating these icons. You came from Coca-Cola. You know, Coca-Cola uh, earlier in the century invented something uh, unique. Um, it, it's, it, it's interesting, these sort of moments in history that, uh, that continue to inform us.
1: It is, and uh, part of what the, the slate that we have in the archives for, for Selected Media getting this preview is to talk about how the car became a pop culture icon. Yes, it was a great seller, but how does it go from being a seller to being one that Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber or Vanilla Ice want to put in their videos because it, it represents something more? Uh, the Mustang has appeared in almost 10,000 movies, TV shows, music videos. I created a YouTube playlist. Uh, that featured 50 different videos by 50 different artists. Those those images have been seen 14 billion billion with a many times. So it's just amazing. And then in movies, uh, who can forget Diamonds Are Forever with the Mach 1 going on two wheels driven by James Bond, uh, or the movie Bullet, or Gone in 60 Seconds with Eleanor's the coveted uh, prize of, of the of the movie. So it, it transcends being a car. And the other thing, too, is how does a car stay relevant for six decades? Almost six decades for the Mustang. And and my theorizing with it and and studying it so much, I think it's because each generation of the Mustang has meant something to the current population. Just like I think the new seventh generation is going to be the perfect car at the perfect time, at the perfect place for everything that's going on right now. Well, so was the Fox Body when it came out. Not my favorite Mustang, but, you know, people love them. Uh, and, you know, each one of those generations of Mustang had have, have meant something at that given moment in time.
0: Yeah, I, I was uh, uh, preparing for the introduction of the Mustang next week and going through those generations this week, uh, pulling photographs from your excellent uh, uh, Ford Heritage website. And, uh, yeah, every every generation – uh, has its enthusiasts uh, every every generation has uh, of Mustang has its icons except one I mean the, you the Mustang too uh, really seems to have struggled in the market and 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 and, and Ted it's it's a, it's an interesting moment too because that was a time where the government really uh, really uh, uh, pain got down the throats of the auto industry. And I think it was a really difficult time for the industry. And the Mustang was a reflection of that in the, in the 1974, 1978 generation. Uh, we're kind of going into another period now uh, in the, the 2020s. And a lot of people are comparing to the 1970s. Uh, inflation and, and um, uh, you know, a difficult withdrawal from a foreign war, and uh, and here come these government auto regulations again. Um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested. Uh, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how must, how Mustang transitions during this electrification period. Don't you think?
1: Well, the thing that excites me, and, and you're you're correct, yes. And and I give a speech to Ford employees where I talk about the past and I talk about the halcyon period of the '60s with the introduction of the Mustang in '64, the Bronco in '65. They finally kicked Ferrari's ass in '66, winning Le Mans. At the same time, we're putting a man on the moon. Most people don't know it, but we were building uh, mission control at Johnson Space Center. Uh, and then uh, with the 70s and the Arab oil crisis and the increased emission standards, and Ford took a step back and we actually uh, canceled the second generation of the Bronco that was under development and, and developed the Mustang II in response. But when I look at what's happening today and you see the same – Kind of dominoes setting up as, as you laid out, but this time we're leaning into it, and we've developed the Mach E, and we've developed the Lightning, and, and the Transit, uh, which is giving us the license to do business and to create a Mustang like we're creating, and because we have the uh, the banked credits, uh, the e credits or whatever they're called, to, to enable us to do a Mustang and, and to do it the right way. So I I, I compare the past to the present, but I see it's leaning into the future in an exciting new way, as opposed to uh, canceling programs and moving back.
0: Yeah, that's a a very positive uh, outlook. Real quick, Ted, before we uh, let you go, uh, what's your favorite generation of of the six? The classic. I've got
1: a picture of me and my dad uh, polishing his 1966 Mustang, and the first gen is my, is my favorite. And i got to do one quick plug. Uh, go to fordheritagevault.com if you want to see some killer photos. I sent a link to Henry, and he replied back when, yeah, this is great. We have 6,000 images and brochures there of every Ford product uh, that you can play with.
0: Absolutely. It's a fantastic archive. Uh, Ted, thanks for uh, curating it, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Looking forward to uh, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. The new Mustang is going to be unveiled at the Detroit Auto Show. We're going to take a break here, hear from our advertisers. On the other side, we're going to be talking more muscle cars with Manny Katakis. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. W.A.D.L. gets
2: a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My Thirty Eight. My 38 is offering a
3: great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My 38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248 357 or email at J-A-M-I-E at my38detroit.com. This excludes political ads.
2: The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The
4: IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone. the virus has caused the irs to take extensive action to help taxpayers so if you owe ten thousand dollars or more this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt i qualified for the fresh start program i paid less than i owed remember the irs will not give up until you pay call 800-683-9499 800-683-9499 800-683-9499
3: 9 a.m superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our godfather package 200 spots for 500 dollars with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at jamie at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads.
0: All right, welcome back into nine ten AM, the Super Station are on car radio, and we're going to expand the, the discussion from last segment, uh, talking Mustang. Let's talk uh, about the muscle car segment as a whole with our good friend Manny Katakis with Muscle Cars and Trucks. Manny, how are you? Hey Henry, I'm doing great. And in my opinion, you couldn't have picked a better guy to talk to about this. <laughs> yeah, muscle. Muscle cars, and we're, we're talking muscle, and we got uh, the muscle cars and trucks guy on the show. And uh, and and, Manny, I was talking to uh, to Ted Ryan uh, in the last segment, uh, uh, you know, about this uh, this American icon, the Mustang. Every generation, this car comes out. Uh, it creates a stir. Uh, it, it, it created this segment back in 1965. Um, And it's it's brought us some of the most memorable uh, vehicles in U.S. history. But it's been a very mercurial segment. Mustang has always been there, but its competitors have not been. And here comes the seventh-generation Mustang. You and I have seen it. We're going to be good boys. We're not going to uh, uh, divulge any more details, and the public knows. But one of the important details that the public already knows, it's just kind of had a V8 engine. That is not the case for the 2024 uh, Dodge Challenger, and that is not the case for the 2024 Chevy Camaro because they're both going out of business. Uh, what's going on?
5: So I, you're right. It is, it is like a, an on-and-off uh, segment, and, you know, the, the muscle car market, I think seems to kind of come, come into its, its best years when, we'll say, like when, when, when the EPA doesn't have uh, as, as much teeth as it, as it, as it currently has and, and then when it, you know, when, when it's, it, it adds and flows a, a, as such. But, yeah, Ford has been adamant about, about keeping uh, Mustang around, understanding that it's an icon, respecting uh, its, its clout and, and what it does for the Ford brand. And you've you, you got to give it to them. And, you know, in, in the case of Dodge, uh, I, I think you know, at one point they were evaluating putting the Charger and Challenger on uh, an Alfa Romeo platform, and that ended up not happening. They ended up sort of sweating out the, the, the current architecture for as long as basically they legally could, right? And, Ultimately, the Solanus merger happens. Uh, you have more uh, stringent uh, emissions and fuel economy requirements on the horizon. And all of this seems to be like a insurmountable odds for, for Solanus to keep the Charger and Challenger alive. So they're going in a completely different direction, and they, they, they showed the, the Charger Banshee concept, uh, just the week, the weekend, the week before the, the Woodward Dream Cruise, and uh, as far as I can tell, it's been met with mixed emotions. You have some people that totally understand where Dodge is going and why they have to do it, and they're doing their best to sort of preserve that muscle car ethos in a sort of reformulated package, I guess you could say. And then on, on the other side, you've got people who are just totally against this and you know, they would rather see Charger and Challenger go away than, than, than go and have like a, a, a an electric propulsion system with some sort of uh, leaf blower exhaust. I'm not really sure how they they, they got it to, to make it sound like that. But that's also been sort of the the, the you know, that that's drawn that's drawn quite the Quite the attention of the internet you know a lot of people are sort of making memes and funny videos about that Uh, but again other people have are totally on board with it And, and in the case of chevy over at camaro um, I, I, I reported on this back in 2019 and a lot of people were like who is muscle is, you know this is back when I just started this segment. who is muscle cars and trucks and how do they get this information and who is talking to him and blah 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 so uh, you know it's, I've been an automotive journalist for, 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 for a minute and you know, I, it's just ultimately all that stuff is sort of like coming into actualization more and more people are realizing that yes Camaro is going away but why is it going away well somewhere on the you know, on the drawing board, they decided that they would rather put more eggs in the Corvette basket. So because that's the case, uh, you're seeing more, you're going to see a Corvette family of vehicles, uh, and that's going to start with an electric Corvette sedan um, in mid-decade. So a lot of people were speculating that that vehicle was going to be, uh, the, you know, essentially a Camaro replacement and it was going to be a, a people were calling it an electric Camaro sedan. Um, I sort of dialed in that information and, and to realize that it's actually a Corvette, and uh, I, I found that uh, a pretty good strategy, right? It's not necessarily going to mean the end of uh, uh, the mid-engine Corvette or the C8 or anything like that. We'll still have a, a high-octane Corvette for, for the foreseeable future, uh, you know, at least till the end of the decade, and, and that's good news for everybody, but at the same time, uh, GM is going to leverage that Corvette brand and and birth a family of vehicles. First uh, the sedan, and then eventually an SUV, which people have talked about um, and have reported on for, for I would say the past two years. You know, Wall Street analysts, guys like Adam Jonas uh, from Morgan Stanley, they they basically have, have gone to say that. You know the, the the equity of the, the brand equity of, of the Corvette brand is, is worth something around 12 billion dollars. So I think I think GM is, is listening and I think GM is is, is is rolling the I wouldn't call it rolling the dice, but they're they're kind of taking a, a, a couple pages from what feels like Porsche's playbook, and they're 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 gonna they're gonna leverage Corvette. So ultimately that means um, it feels like it means like at the expense of Camaro. And, and, and you know fast forward a couple of years suddenly it's, it's just for nothing um, and, and as they teased it has a V8 engine, uh, they've teased a, a race car as well and it, 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 at, at this point in time it feels like it is indeed going to be the last V8 multi-car, pony car, however you want to spice it up, it's going to be the last one standing once again and um, I think I think it's going to make a lot of people who maybe have, have, have uh, been attracted to the Mopars um, in the past because of their their Hemi engines, maybe they, they become attracted to Mustangs because it actually gives you um, eight cylinders. And the same thing with the, with the Camaro folks. Now, this is one of the most loyal uh, segments in the entire industry, probably right behind uh, trucks or right next to trucks. So, it's going to be... A, a, a pretty drastic change for some customers to, you know, who were driving Camaros and who were driving Challengers, suddenly maybe find themselves in Mustangs. Um, but you know that's that that that's that's Ford's, um, I think, strategy is to eventually be that that one player left and and really attract uh, customers that maybe were, were were playing for other teams before.
0: Well, uh, yeah, your your reporting on uh, Corvette is really good. Uh, um, yeah, a decade ago, uh, we did a big project uh, at the Detroit News. I did a design study, um, in-house design study for a uh, Corvette SUV, which made so much sense. I mean, the Cor- Corvette and Porsche have sort of coexisted as, as uh, brands, sports car brands, and we've seen a huge success. Uh, that Porsche has had by um, taking that brand into sedans and SUVs, and uh, I think that's really smart uh, for Corvette to follow that. Uh, GM's a big ship. Uh, It's kind of taken them a while to to work that out, but I I think that makes a lot of sense uh, from GM's point of view. But, boy, uh, to your point, uh, you've got 130,000 customers out there very loyal customers. They call themselves the brotherhood of the Dodge, Challenger, and Charger brands. Uh, they're going to wake up in 2024, and those V8s are gone. Uh, that that seems like uh, very questionable product planning to me. Well,
5: and, and even if you look at the sales charts, right, the, I think in 2021, Dodge Charger – uh, which I like to include in muscle car sales because, if I, and on, on all accounts, it is. Um, so what if it has four doors? It, it, it is absolutely a muscle car. And and the Challenger, I think it was, it was one and two. And the Mustang was, was, was third and Camaro a distant four. And I, and I believe in Q1 22, if you want to, uh, Mustang clawed back a little bit, and then actually Corvette was selling Camaro. So it just goes to show uh, just how much emphasis Chevy is or is putting on Camaro. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got this, this brotherhood of muscle, and if you talk to Tim Kaneskis, the CEO of Dodge, and you, you try to get his take on it, and he's just like, you know, we didn't want to change, we had to change. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was basically, it, it, it comes down to that. And and so what they did was they, they basically built you, or they're going to build the most politically incorrect electric car that they can possibly build, which, I mean, I, I think a lot of the, 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 the muscle car fans can kind of get behind that because in a lot of ways a muscle car is politically in, incorrect, right? It gives you a lot of power for the money, and, you know, they're, 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 they're fairly brash. And, and, and to take that nature and to put it in an electric vehicle, I've actually seen – Uh, Just as many electric vehicle uh, enthusiasts are upset about the Dodge as as the muscle car people, so it's really just just uh, uh, you know a a sense on all fronts, and and at at the same time, it's, it's drawing a lot of attention.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Manny, uh, I'm going to uh, hold on there if you would. I'm going to uh, we're going to take a break here uh, to hear from some of our advertisers. But uh, yeah, I want to I want to get into uh, the details of that uh, that Dodge EV uh, on the other side. Uh, we're talking with Manny Katakis of Muscle Cars and Trucks. You're on Car Radio 910 AM.
6: Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff.
4: Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. patents we also offer services including 3d modeling and animation demonstrating your idea prototyping services and we use state-of-the-art technology to show invent help client ideas to additional companies join the thousands of people just like you who chose invent to pursue their idea we are experienced we are working for you we are invent help call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663 that's 1-800-460-1663 again 1-800-460-1663
3: Choose Healthy Life presents Hope and Healing for today's Black Health Crisis. Featuring Erica Alexander, Reverend Horace Sheffield III, Reverend Dr. Calvin Butts, Deborah frazier House, Dr. Reed Tuxley, Reverend Dr. Hugh English of HHS, Office of Faith-Based Partnerships. Doctors in the black church unite to discuss obesity, high blood pressure, and suicide prevention in the
2: black community. Hope and healing for today's black health crisis airs September 21st, 830 PM. WADL gets a facelift and is now My38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new program on Mondays at 8pm. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38th. If great programming and pure excitement is what you want, 910 AM is what you need. I'm Henry Payne. You are on
0: Car Radio. We're joined by Robin Warner, one of the best auto journalists out Fundamentally, you are just trying to get to the limit of the tire. You're just looking for that limit, and you just see your best to find it. I'm racing for 2000, joined by Tom Kane. A quick car, two of the best bags in the park. The best car radio show in all of Michigan,
2: and we got a great show for you today. On 910 AM Superstation.
6: All right,
0: welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking with Manny Katakis uh, about all things uh, muscle car and the muscle car segment, which is uh, undergoing... Uh, quite a bit of change at the moment, and uh, Manny, the, the Ford Mustang may have created the uh, muscle car segment uh, uh, six decades ago, uh, but uh, Dodge is going is introducing the first electric, all electric uh, muscle car in this segment, and they are they are uh, uh, the design. Is off of a 1969 Dodge Charger, Manny. I saw one of these on the road today, uh, coming up I-75, and it, it is it, it is one of the one of the most dramatic, sexy muscle cars ever designed. The 69 Dodge Charger. Um, uh, uh, what do you, what do you think uh, uh, as a uh, as at first as a design concept? What do you think of the new Dodge Daytona and uh, then what do you think about the uh, frat-sonic combustion chamber that makes the V-8 sand? So, uh, real, real quick, I think the muscle car uh, uh,
5: has has reached in the 40s from the Oldsmobile Rocket 88, and then the, eventually the Mustang created the pony car segment. Um, but nowadays, there's, like, none of that is, is, is around anymore, so it's just kind of, like, all blanketed into the muscle car back there, right? Um, so, so the the, 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 the first well, I'll start with the prasonic exhaust. Uh, the it's you know I, I even I tried to search like the patent office for it to see how it works effectively. Um, I'm I'm still looking. They it's it, I, you know and I, I don't know how they've how they've exactly like written it out and, and, and so um, I I and even like even still like they they, won't, they don't want really want to detail that much about it just yet. Um, I think uh, when you hear it in person, the fact that it has 126 decibel exhaust or uh, uh, sound, um, it is – it kind of – it works in person, right? Like, it it makes this really – it is dramatic. It's obviously different than than a V8 engine. It is, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, it's futuristic sounding, and it's not the same – drama, right? As as say like a, a, a Scat Pack or or, or a, a Hellcat um, engine. But it is I mean it's at least better than I I don't want to say it's better than nothing, but like it, you know, everyone is sort of and then this is what this is what bothers the E V enthusiasts specifically is because they want vehicles with zero sound. They they, 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 they despise noise. They think that, that the quality of an electric vehicle is, is that sort of uh, the, the serenity that everyone should experience, and then here comes Dodge, just sort of like breaking, you know, breaking the door down with that, and just saying, "No, we can make EVs loud too, and, and you know, try to stop us." And, and again, like you gotta, you gotta appreciate the the attitude, um, you know, and, and the fact that Dodge also is putting a, an actual transmission in, in the thing uh, that that will that will shift gears where, where all the EVs are otherwise single speed. Um, which feels great off the line, into, uh like if you're just accelerating from a traffic light. But in you know another in, in other instances, if you're like trying to pass on the highway, say you're going from like 70 to 90, you kind of feel that that power is dissipated a little bit. So I'd be curious to see how that transfers into into faster speeds, um, all that power with the transmission. Uh, they say it's not going to be faster
0: with the transmission, which which is interesting. Um, and I have uh, driven the uh, Porsche Taycan, which is the only electric car in the market right now with a multi-speed transmission, and, uh, and it does, you know, there is a certain satisfaction. They, they, that, that transmission shifts from first to second uh, at about 50 miles an hour, and there's a certain satisfaction there. And as you say, I, I expect Dodge is going to take full advantage of that with, uh, with, with a lot of sound. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope. Um,
5: and as far as the design goes, uh, you know, you had you had Ralph Yeelds himself and, and Scott Krueger sort of um, work together on, on this design. I think it came out great, very uh, you know, broad, retro, like dramatic uh, retro inspired. I, I, were you at the event? Did you see it in person, Henry?
0: I, I saw the I, I saw it in person at the backgrounder. Uh, I, the I did not see it at M one. Yeah. So, so but, oh, it's a yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's an awesome
5: looking thing. It's it's a it's a looker, and the interior is 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 absolutely next level. Um, very creative with the design, the bezeling, uh, the fact that they, they they integrated a lift sack um, for added utility. I think is is what this segment has needed for a long time. Um, you know, cause yeah. I, just. If you're going to do uh, like what is effectively, you know, a two-seat with, with just a, uh, some cargo space in the back, it, it, it should it, they should all they should all have that. Um, so, and and the front end, you know, again, very very 1969. They from certain angles you can you can see the aerodynamic uh, effects sort of play out with what they're calling it an R wing in the front, which is basically just this it, this integrated spoiler into into the the, 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 the the hood, and it's, it's, it's really cool um, to, to see because no one else is really doing that. But if you look at it from head on, it's invisible. You can't really see it. So there's all these, these little cool details on, on that concept card that the more you look at it, the more you appreciate it. Um, and it's also, like, it's big, right? It has this it's, – it's, it's got this incredible – a GT car, grand touring car presence that only could come out of an American design studio, right, like, like Europe couldn't design this, Japan I don't think could, could necessarily do this, and, and, and here you, you sort of have this, this really well done uh, homage to, to the, 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 the classic muscle cars, while at the same time being super forward thinking with the technology on the interior, Uh, Super forward-thinking with the the propulsion system and everything. Um, But Lord knows what it's going to cost people um, to to, to get behind the wheel of one of these things, especially as we're seeing not just uh, inflation uh, pressures, um, you know, kind of rising everything overall, but uh, commodity prices are rising because there's more demand, more enforced demand, right, because now you have multiple governing bodies all over the world sort of forcing all the makers to scramble for uh, a, a, a reliable supply chain to, to secure all of the, the battery materials and, and that they that they need to, to we'll say sustain market volume. And then it's like, okay, well, what if they can't? Right? What if they can't sustain market volume? What happens then? Do do, do prices go up even further? Do we lose? Do we do we lose brands? Do, does an automaker dr, dr, drop out of the scene? What happens? Um, because if if, if um, we'll say like the, if 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 mining uh, executives are even kind of coming in and saying that there's not enough rare earth mineral supply um, to meet the the projected demand by 2035, uh, we're going to be digging up a, a lot of, a lot of earth, right?
0: Yeah, and that's, that's, that's yeah, to, to your point, that's going to be the challenges. Uh, uh, given the cost of uh, batteries and materials, can, can you make a, uh, an affordable electric uh, challenger? $45,000 chargers and challengers today is really a heck of a deal. Uh, Manny, appreciate yeah. your uh, joining us today as always. Uh, and I look forward to checking, checking in uh, with you in the future as this car develops.
5: Henry, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah,
0: have a great weekend. All right, from muscle cars uh, and on-road power, let's uh, transition to um, uh, Jeeps and Broncos and off-road power. we got our good friend Tom Zelinsky on the line with uh, Detroit 4Fest coming up next week. Tom, how are you?
7: Henry, it is great to be on again. Feels like it's been a while since we've uh, been together, so really appreciate you uh, having me on again. And, uh, man, Detroit Four Fest is upon us uh, here coming up next weekend, 17th and 18th, and we're going to welcome everybody from the off-road world uh, out to Hollyoaks ORV Park to uh, to participate and perhaps unlike other automotive festivities, this is one where you come out and you, you do it. You can bring your own vehicle and, uh, and really come out and have some fun.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a tremendous event. I participated uh, uh, last year. I'm going to, unfortunately, uh, miss next weekend uh, because I'm going to be racing up at Watkins Glen uh, in a little sports car. But it's a tremendous event. I really encourage folks uh, listening uh, to check out uh, Detroit 4Fest next weekend. Uh, Tom, give, give, uh, give, give folks uh, uh, an overview of what's going on out there next Saturday. Well, starting on
7: Friday, we've got uh, a media event and we'll, uh, we'll welcome media from around the world, of course, uh, playing alongside the Detroit Auto Show as we are, uh, media from around the world, and we're going to Uh, do a global uh, debut of the new EV Ultra 4 race vehicle, which is quite spectacular and part of the King of Hammers thing. On Saturday, though, we're going to have everybody out off-roading, and then we'll take a little break twice during the day for for an Ultra 4 racing competition out there, which is something that 99% of the population has never seen. These vehicles are just spectacular. Uh, While all that's going on, we've got the Concours de Dirt, a little bit of a play on our wonderful Concours d'Elegance, which takes place in Detroit as well, Uh, but sort of our flair on that is a Concours de Dirt featuring vintage off-road vehicles, which is lots of fun, but there's music and food and all sorts of things happening.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's it's a lot going on, and, uh, and Hollyoaks is a great place to see it all. Tom, hang on there. We're going to take a break here from some of our advertisers. Uh, and when we come back, we'll be talking more. Detroit Four Fest with Tom Zelensky. here on 9 10 a.m., the Superstation. Along in my I sent you to tell her the way I- motor city
2: music's inaugural 2022 visionary awards come celebrate visionaries robin terry motown museum gregory jackson prestige automotive group michael j powell gold platinum music producer edward moore Gino washington gregory reed esquire detroit unity temple september 17th 6 to 8 p.m tickets 25 dollars sponsored by prestige automotive group dedicated senior medical center for info 313-405-4432 if you've been
4: injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
7: I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not. But I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy.
4: Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5
3: my 38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused are you looking for a great deal on tv advertising are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public with my 38 we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price this offers for a 30-day ad placement please contact jamie harrington for more information at 248-357-4566 that's 248-357-4566 or email at j-a-m-i-e at my38detroit.com This excludes political ads.
2: The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device Vice imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network.
4: One, one on the
0: race, and on the ah! All right, welcome back into Car Radio. We're talking to Tom Zelensky, CEO of Detroit Four Fest. And next week, uh, if you're a car enthusiast, uh, Detroit is, is the Metro Detroit is going to be a place to be. You got the uh, uh, Detroit Auto Show coming back after a three year uh, hiatus at Huntington Place. Uh, that's opening to the public on uh, Saturday. You've got the uh, Concourse to Elegance, which used to take place in Plymouth. That's going to be uh, in downtown Detroit now the Detroit Institute of the Arts. Uh, that's opening to the public uh, next Saturday. And then uh, Tom's. Uh, event uh, uh, Detroit Floor Fest out of Hollyoaks, uh, the best uh, off-road vehicle park in the in the Midwest, Midwestern United States. Uh, that's opening to the public uh, uh, next Saturday. So uh, all kinds of stuff uh, going on. And 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 Tom, um, the, one of the traditions of the Detroit Auto Show in recent years is something called the Drive Home, where. Um, in order to uh, uh, launch the show, a group of cars is driven across the country from the LeMay Auto Museum out in Washington State. They come across the country, a bunch of classic cars, um, and they wind up at the Detroit Auto Show. Uh, you guys are, are, are creating something similar with Detroit Four Fest this year. It's called the Backyard Overland Tour, and you got me involved in this thing. Uh, tell, tell folks a little bit about that.
7: Well, Henry, one of my favorite things is to find ways to lead you astray, and I think we've done a great <laughs> job on this one. Um, and and um, Diane for Schneider, who I know you know, uh, has been a great part of, of bringing all those classic cars across the country, and we were uh, chatting uh, during Woodward Dream Cruise about that. And so the backyard – Overland tour is a bit of a play on that with a very off road flair. And are the great folks at Jeep? Uh, have you uh hooked up with a Jeep to drive? And you are going to be with a group of people and you're going to literally overland it from uh from up in the upper peninsula all the way to Detroit Four Fest. Everybody's going to land at Detroit Four Fest. About that moment is when they'll be dropping the green flag for you at Watkins Glen, of course. But we're going to welcome them all at Detroit Four Fest after a long journey uh, through the backwoods uh, of the UP and Northern Michigan, and uh, we couldn't think of a better way to uh, to kick off Detroit
0: Four Fest than that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really cool, and of course, uh, Detroit Four Fest uh, shows off uh, uh, off road vehicles and. there's no better way to experience a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon or a Ford Bronco Badlands than take it off the grid and learn just how capable these vehicles are. I, I am in a uh, Jeep Wrangler 4xE Rubicon. I'm halfway to the uh, Keweenaw Peninsula, up there at the top of the, of the Upper Peninsula. And, and, uh, and, and Tom's right. He, he likes to uh, get me in, into trouble. Uh, show me new things, but I, I'm, I'm becoming a real off-road addict, and it's extraordinary how good vehicles like this Jeep, Jeep Rubicon are uh, when you go off-road. Tom, we're going to start at Twin Falls up there in the Keweenaw Peninsula t- uh, tomorrow, tomorrow evening, and work our way across Lake Superior all the way up to Copper Harbor uh, uh, along um, Along the south rim there, the Lake Superior. Have you ever you ever done those trails? You ever done those trails? I've done, I've never strung all of it
7: together. I've done great portions of uh, those trails, both in the summer and the winter, uh, on snowmobile in the winter. And uh, and yeah, leading leading you astray and experiencing new things is is awesome. And and it's one of the things that we've really tried to emphasize at Detroit 4 Fest by offering off-road 101 lessons, and I know you and I have on many occasions gone out and, and experienced, uh, you know, kind of that vibe, but we really want to get more and more people involved in this adventure lifestyle, off-roading, whether it's coming out to Hollyoaks ORV Park or whether it's Traversing the UP, which is what you're doing, it's it's all just great for uh, great for the soul and uh, and very cleansing and and refreshing to be in the great outdoors.
0: Yeah, and, and it really is. Yeah, to, to your point, it opens the folks up uh, to, to this lifestyle. I mean, Hollyoaks is right there in, in Metro uh, Detroit. Uh, really, you've got to go out west, uh, out to uh, Utah, out to California to find a comparable. Uh, Off road uh, challenge. It gives, it gives folks uh, an opportunity right in Metro Detroit to experience with their Jeep, what their Ford Bronco, their Toyota 4Runner, whatever uh, all wheel drive beast you have, what, what it's capable of. And then, uh, then you can go go out, not that far away in Michigan. You can go to Silver Lake out in. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, overall, Lake Michigan. You can go up to Flint, one of my favorite off-road parks of uh, the, the Mounds, uh, locally, or you can go all the way up to the UP. I mean, there are uh, uh, quite a quite a few ways to explore this state uh, without uh, having to go all the way out west. And
7: well, you're exactly right, and I think. One of the most rewarding things for us, obviously, is watching everybody enjoy their vehicle off-road, but also taking people that may not have ever decided to try this out, they may not have decided that, that they would go out on their own, but with our very skilled, uh, trained uh, folks that, that we have at the event, they can go out get a very 101 lesson from, hey, how do I put this into four-wheel drive, to... Why would you air down your tires and and all of those things that are so important and and really get some level of confidence, which will allow them to either do some more adventure here at Hollyoaks or go up to the UP or perhaps down to Tennessee or out west or wherever it may be. But it it definitely makes you a more competent driver and really lets you experience your your Wrangler or whatever it is that you have uh, have purchased and do so safely, which is. You know, one of the big keys, a lot of people are afraid they're going to damage their vehicle or tip it over, and we give them a chance to do some learning and, and really let them have some fun. And at the same time, eat lots of great food, check out all the cool vendors with all the latest off-road stuff, and have a huge congregation with other like-minded people, which really is kind of the great part about this, the off-road community.
0: Yeah, the social aspect is tremendous. So uh, uh, one more time, Tom, uh, 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 tell folks how they can prepare for uh, next Saturday. What, what time should they show up? Uh, do they need to get tickets in advance? Uh, tell them about it.
7: Well, definitely want to register in advance if you can. Um, our early registration special ends, but they can go to Detroit, the number four, Fest, like Festival. So Detroit4Fest.com. Register there, get your ticket, and come join us next weekend, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday and same thing on Sunday. Come out and join us for both days if you can.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's a great event. Uh, Tom, uh, good luck next weekend. And uh, I'll I'll send you some pictures from up in uh, uh, Copper Harbor uh, uh, here over the weekend. I'm looking forward to it.
7: Excellent, sir, and thank you so much. Glad you could join those guys. And trust me, my spies. Joe and Liam are going to be sending me pictures uh, of you uh, uh, in the mud and all kinds of stuff. So great fun. And thanks again for having me on, Henry. See you soon.
6: <laughs>
0: thanks, Tom. All right. We're going to uh, take a break here at the top of the hour, uh, hour hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we'll be talking more autos on Car Radio. You know, 9,
4: Attention, do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone You owe $10,000 or more. This is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800 683 9499. 800 683 9499. 800 683 9499.
3: 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must air within 30 day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot. Spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at jamie at thewordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. Did you
6: know-